He uh, he leads pregame and dance. There's no question about it. He's the director of sports journalism and from the Baylor Bear Insider. We say hello to Jerry Hill. Jerry, good morning. How are you, buddy? Good morning, guys. You have Doing a good, really well. Did you have a good Christmas? I did. Did Santa brought me uh, lots of goodies and. So I'm ready to go now. That means you were on the good list and not the naughty list. I was list. on the good list, not on the naughty list this year. Now that's a little different animal for you. So good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jerry. I, I want it, it's game week, and I want to know how you're feeling. Are you excited? Or are you a little apprehensive? I mean, w- w- where are you when it comes to Baylor and Ole Miss in the Sugar Bowl? Yeah, I mean, you can't help but be a little bit nervous, apprehensive, I guess is a good word, uh, just because of all the stuff that's gone on around you, you know? I mean, there's been, what, three games canceled, uh, Miami pulled out of another one, A&M pulled out of one, so, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's kind of, it, it, it harkens back to, you know, maybe a little over a year ago when everything kind of shut down, and, and you hope it doesn't get to that point, but... Yeah, yeah, I think you got to go in a little bit nervous, but uh, you know, hopefully both of these teams kind of take care of themselves, and and you don't wind up with, um, you know, too much COVID stuff that you have to cancel the game. I, I think both teams would love to, you know, play this game and kind of finish out the year. You know, Jerry, we were talking about it earlier. There, there's sometimes there's teams that you know they didn't get done what they wanted to in the regular mm-hmm. season, therefore they're not overly excited about that particular bowl right. game. I, I think both of these teams are excited to be in this game and ready to play it. Yeah, it was funny because I, I do that in the huddle with Nick Florence, and he talked about that, that, you know, two years ago, if you think about it, Georgia and Baylor were both coming off losses. And, you know, so there was a different, you know, kind of feeling going into that game. Both Ole Miss and Baylor are coming off wins. You know, Baylor winning the Big 12 title, uh, Ole Miss beating Mississippi State in its rivalry game. So, I think you got two teams that, uh, yeah, that want to be here, that, you know, had to play to get here because Ole Miss had to win that game to uh, get the Sugar Bowl bid. And obviously Baylor had to win uh, to get the Sugar Bowl bid as well in the Big 12 championship. So I think you've got two teams that want to be here and two teams that, you know, really kind of fought to get here. And then on on the other side of that, you know, kind of related to it is Baylor can win 12 games for the first time in program history. Uh, Ole Miss won 10 games in the regular season for the first time in school history, so they can win 11 for the first time ever. So I think you got two teams that are very motivated coming into this game. Jerry, do you think there's a possibility in this game of these offenses trying to match each other going throughout the game? Because you know that each one of them are going to get theirs, and the defenses just maybe need to get one or two stops to give the other team the upper hand. Yeah, I think there's definitely that possibility award because, you know, both offenses are really good. Ole Miss is one of the probably the top five offenses in the country and, and you know, really explosive and, and do it really on both sides. But, you know, have a great passing attack with Matt Coral and, and that team. So, I, you know, I do think there will be some of that. I think there will be some pressure on Baylor's offense to match and maybe even a little bit of, hey, do you slow the game down to try to keep – um, their offense off the field as much as possible because they're a rhythm offense. And, you know, maybe if you can get them out of their rhythm and keep them on the sidelines for a little bit, I think that helps. So, yeah, I think it probably won't take more than, a you know, a few defensive stops to win this game. But, uh, you know, I think whoever controls the tempo, the pace, and can kind of get into a rhythm offensively, I think that's who wins the game. You know, it was interesting. We were talking about it earlier Lane Kiffin's been on a national championship as an offensive coordinator with Alabama. 
and uh, Dave Aranda has been on a national champion with uh, as a defensive coordinator with LSU, and now they're matching wits in this game. Yeah, I mean, you've got two obviously great head coaches or two great coaches that are that are now head coaches. Obviously, Lane Kiffin had been a head coach before, but yeah, I mean, Kiffin, you know, they've both been on that stage, so I, I certainly don't think either one of them will be awed by the stage or anything like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, you've got, I mean, Dave Aranda, I think, has one of the best reputations for defensive coaches in the country. And, and certainly I think Lane is that same way on the offensive side. Um, but, you know, um, and I think they both uh, rely on their coordinators, but they both obviously have their hands on those units as well. So I think, uh, yeah, it could be an interesting matchup here on New Year's Day. Jerry, how does the defensive line match up with their offensive line? I, I think good, Ward. I mean, I, I think the defensive line, although it certainly didn't look like that going into the year, um, it wound up being a strength, um, you know, with Apu in the middle. But then, you know, a lot of other guys stepping up, Gabe Hall, T.J. Franklin, Cole Maxwell, Braden Utley. I mean, all those guys have, have played well this year. So I think they match up well. I mean, obviously, Ole Miss, with what they've done offensively, you know they've got a good offensive line. But I think the defensive line, and, and particularly if they can get some pressure, because that's what, that's what helped them against you know, some of those dual-threat quarterbacks that they faced in the past, is they were able to get some pressure and keep them contained in the pocket. And so that'll probably be the, the key again, is you know, getting some pressure but not letting him out of the pocket. Jerry, we were talking earlier just how huge a day in Baylor athletics it will be on Saturday. You have uh, Scott Drew in the basketball team in Ames to take on Iowa State, who happens to yeah. be undefeated this morning. And that's a huge game to start conference play, followed by the Sugar Bowl. So, I mean, and then on Sunday you got uh, you got the the uh, Baylor women opening up against a very good Kansas State team. So, yeah. it, it's a big weekend in 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 Baylor athletics to start twenty twenty two. Yeah. It is. It really is. Yeah, to start off the 2022 year, uh, you've got two really big games on Saturday. Uh, you know, and who knew nobody really that Iowa State was going to be this good? But uh, yeah, you're you're staring at them at 12 and 0 right now, and and you know ranked uh, I think right in the top 10 in the country. So I, yeah, again, I don't think anybody saw that coming, but uh, here we are. And and I don't think uh, a lot of people figured Baylor would be at at the top of the rankings either. I mean, they're sitting there at number one and this would be the third straight week. I'm assuming they don't fall after, after last week. So <clears throat> yeah, that's uh three straight weeks for them at number one after, you know, there was a stretch there where the number one got beat three weeks in a row. So, um, you know, this, this will be a big challenge and certainly, uh, you know, not the easiest way to start off conference really for either team, you know, on the road against really good teams, K-State's off to a good start, as you said. So, uh, be good test for both of them uh, opening up league play and opening up uh, 2020, 2022, I guess, yeah. Jerry, just how good is this basketball conference? Uh, really good, Ward. I mean, I, I think the latest projections that I've seen has seven of them making the Big 12 tournament, and I believe TCU might have been first team out or one of the <clears throat> first teams out. So you, you're talking about eight teams that are, you know, right there with a chance to get in the NCAA tournament. That's eight out of ten, by the way. So, uh, yeah, I think it's really good, and, and, you know, it's not just top-heavy. I think you go all the way down. Um, this is really – and I think it's probably the best the league has been. Um, you know, wait to be seen if, if Baylor is that, you know, number one team that can ride it all the way through the year. So, But I think there's enough really good teams that, I, you know, I think it's top-heavy, but then 
as I said, you go through the meat of the conference, and, and there's not going to be any easy games, particularly on the road. We, we were talking about it, Jerry. For, for Baylor, you, you the way you've scheduled non-conference and then mm-hmm. going through this league, you get mm-hmm. through this league, you're, there's yeah. not going to be many surprises when you get to postseason play. You will have played the best of the best nationally and in, within right. your league. Yeah, and I think that's why you do that kind of schedule, honestly, Tom, and particularly if you think you're going to be really good, is obviously it prepares you for Big 12. But then, yeah, like you said, I mean, if you can if you can go through the gauntlet that they already have in, in non-conference play and then get to conference play and go through this schedule, yeah, you're going to be you're, – you're really good um, and, and, you know, maybe the best team in the country. And right now they are. Um, but, you know, again, let's see what they do going through conference. But – yeah, they've had an incredible schedule already, and uh, it's, I think it's actually about to get a little tougher. And we do it because it's human nature, but is it fair to, to look at this team and compare it to, to last year, uh, despite how different this basketball team is? Yeah, it, it is very different, Tommy. You're right. Um, and and I, think, I think you can compare like certain aspects of it, or you can compare this player to that player, that kind of thing. You know, they don't have a Davion Mitchell, but I think defensively as a whole, as a whole unit, they might actually be better, which is, you know, hard to say. But, uh, yeah, I think they're that good, you know, particularly defensively. And, and uh, you know, offensively, I think they've been really good. Um, you know, again, who who is the guy in, in, in crunch time, you know, with the game on the line? You know, last year I think you could go to Jared Butler. You could go to Macy Oteague. You could go to Davion Mitchell. Uh, who is that guy this year? And, and, you know, there's a lot of guys playing really well, but who is that guy at crunch time? So that's that's remains to be seen, but um, yeah, I think if you look at last year's team compared to this year's team, and I think there might be a little more depth on this year's team. Um, you feel really good when you go to the bench, so that might be a little bit different than last year. I mean, there were some good players coming off the bench last year as well, with you know Adam Flagler and Matthew Meyer. But um, I, I think again, I think you feel really good when you go to the bench and you get an LJ Cryer, you get uh, Jonathan Chamwa Chachua. So I, I think that part, it might even be a little deeper than last year. Um, but, yeah, I think it is comparable. We'll see uh, how they uh, survive this Big 12, uh, you know, ledger to, to, to get to that point where we can compare it to, oh, by the way, they're the defending national champions. Jerry, tell us uh, what do you got planned for the, uh, for the inside of this week. Yeah, we've got a busy week, obviously, with, uh, you know, travel to the bowl and, and – uh, and everything we got the in the huddle uh, coming up on Friday, um, and then uh, you know bowl preview, and I'm going to do a feature on uh, Jerry Markintel, who was on the uh, 1957 Sugar Bowl team that actually beat Tennessee. So busy week, Tommy, and uh, we got basketball going on too. Yeah, I got games uh, tomorrow night, right, tomorrow. And, and Wednesday night. So yeah. uh, and, and it's good. I, and we need to mention that the fact that that they yeah. the Baylor women found a game. That's huge. I mean, you you did not want to go into conference play not having played for that that what two weeks or whatever the case right. may be. Yeah, no, I think it was good. Uh, you know, playing my alma mater. So as Sailor Brian called it, the Jerry Hill Bowl. So uh, we'll see how the Mean <laughs> Green do against uh, the Green and Gold on uh, Wednesday night. Jerry, as always, it is a pleasure. Look forward to seeing you in New Orleans, my friend. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Talk to you soon. That is uh, Jerry Hill from the Baylor Bear Insider and the uh, Director of Sports Journalism at Baylor University.